Now, as we approach the new year, I, I really was thinking about today, how can I help each and every one of you? How can I help us advance forward and move into a brand new year um, and do it in a way that we accomplish all that God's called us to do? And I think there's two things that we've got to do. Number one, we, there has to be reflection. We've got to go back and we've got to think about and celebrate all that God has done this past year. I mean, it's a miracle. And sometimes we get so bogged down with what didn't happen, what we didn't get, some of the missed expectations, that you can so easily forget what God has done. I mean, you think about the brand new campus. I mean, this place is, it, it, the, the new campus is amazing. And to see how God did it in the middle of a pandemic, it's, it's unbelievable. And each and every one of us in our own life have got stories of celebration of where God has done the impossible. So we need to reflect on that so we can be grateful and say, God, thank you for your miracle working power. God, thank you for saving my, my husband or my wife or keeping my family together. Or God, thank you for helping me launch that business or go back to school, whatever it is, we're gonna be grateful. So we're gonna reflect on the goodness of God. But I also think it's important to reflect on the areas that we feel like is a failure. Um, you know, we don't fail, we learn. And so there's moments in life where you look back and you're like, oh God, what was I thinking? And I want you to know that's okay. It's okay to look back and say, oh, that wasn't probably the best decision. But can we learn from it? Can we reflect on it? Can we say, man, I, I'm going to learn my lesson. I'm going to do what I need to do. I'm going to advance. And whether it's good or bad, whether it makes you happy or sad, to go back and just take some time. Look, we've got the rest of this week. I want to encourage you. Go back and reflect on your year and see what God has done and the things that we can change in our lives. So we're going to celebrate the wins and we're going to evaluate and learn from the losses. The second thing I want to encourage you to do is build your anticipation. So we're going to have a time of reflection. But another thing that I do is I really build my anticipation for 2022. I've learned um, over the years that however I build my anticipation is what launches me into that year and what God does. Some years, I'm just like some of you have done. I, I just, I'm like, God, I don't have, I'm not expecting much. And what I found is not much happens. But when I begin to expect God, get my anticipation up, my hope up, and say, God, listen, whether last year was good or bad, this is going to be my best year ever. Now, best doesn't mean easy. It doesn't mean without problems and challenges, but it means significant. I want to live a year and a life this year that is significant. I want to make an impact. I want, to, I want to impact my family. I want to love them better. I want to impact the community. I want to impact my staff and this church. And, and so this year, I'm going to get my expectation up. I'm going to dream big dreams and I'm going to pray big prayers. That's right. Dream big and pray big. Some of you, if you let your dreams die, you, you just 2020 happened, COVID striked and just strikes in 2021. You're just trying to survive. But I want to challenge you. Don't survive this year. Get your hopes up. Get the anticipation up. Get your expectation up. Dream big. Here, here's what I would challenge you. One of, one of my mentors in, in life, he's going to be with us. Uh, I think it's February 9th. We're going to do our building dedication. Pastor Dino Rizzo. I'll never forget 
telling a story of where God spoke to him in a situation that seemed very overwhelming. And God spoke to him and said, listen, don't make me look small. And I have been challenged with that. And that's the word I hear for you. Don't make God look small in 2022. Let God rise up from within you. Let him do the impossible. Let him do what seemed like you couldn't do and nobody, but it doesn't matter. Dream big dreams, get your anticipation up and allow the hope of God, the dream of God, the power of God to work in and through your life so that you can live a life of significance, kingdom impact. That's my dream. That's my desire. That's the goal. And uh, in doing that, listen, I don't only want you to dream big, but you got to dream big and start small. And so I thought this morning, I just, I put a challenge before you. I want you to set four goals. That's right, just four goals. Stepping into this year, Pastor Ashley's going to preach a great message uh, January 2nd. And her, her message, we've already talked about, is dream again. And you're going to be really touched by that. But I believe big dreams start with small goals. That's right, big dreams start with small goals. What do you mean, Pastor? I mean, well, it's not good enough just to dream. You, you can put a dream on a wall, but if you don't have goals, there's no feet to that dream. You've got to have feet to the dream that you're pursuing. You've you got to say, God, I, I believe this is what you want me to do and where you want me to go and what you have for my life. But my question is, do you have the goals set in your life that will get you to the dream God's placed in your heart? And so I want to challenge you, dream, and not only dream, but set goals. And so I want to tell you, there, there's four types of goals that I think that you ought to dream and four types of goals that you ought to really set in your life. The first one ought to be a spiritual goal. That's right, a spiritual goal. Well, well Pastor, well, what do you mean? Well, you got to grow spiritually. Uh, here we see 2 Peter chapter 3, 18, it says, but grow in the grace and the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Well, what do you, what do you mean? Well, I got to grow in it. Just coming to church doesn't mean that you're going to automatically grow. Look, you can step into a gym, but it doesn't mean you're going to build muscle. <laughs> you got to go into the gym and you've got to work out and you've got to exercise. And look, you can go to the gym once a week. That's not really going to do anything. You go once a month, not going to do it. You got to go daily. And so I want to encourage you to set specific daily goals in your spiritual life. And a goal is not a real goal unless it is specific. And so this year, I mean, I'm going to challenge you. Say, well, how do I set a specific spiritual goal? Well, maybe your goal is, look, I've never been consistent in my quiet time, but my goal is for the next 90 days, three months, I'm going to pray every day. I'm going to spend 15 minutes a day praying, reading my Bible, and worshiping God. Well, see, that's a specific goal. So what time will you do it? Well, I'll do it at 6.30 a.m. And we, we actually have a thing we call the first 15. It's where we spend five minutes and we, we, we pray. We spend five minutes, we're worshiping. Five minutes, we read our Bible. And it's the first 15 every day for 90 days. Well, that is a real spiritual goal that will produce real spiritual results. And so I want to encourage you with that. Where spiritually do you want to grow? Maybe, maybe you've been doing that, 
but you're like, I want to read the whole Bible. Great. Well, then your goal is, hey, why don't, why don't I read the Bible in a year? Go get your one-year Bible. It's something I've been reading for more than 15 years, and I love it. It's, it's Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs, but there's a spiritual goal, and so it says, God, this is my goal for the next 90 days. I'm going to do whatever it takes to accomplish it. Well, that's dreaming big and starting small. So set a specific spiritual goal. Second kind of goal I'm going to invite you to set is, is really a relational goal. Uh, I want to encourage you, you can be a spiritual giant and live on an island and be isolated. <laughs> that, that, you you got you to live in community. God didn't call us you know, to live on some island all by ourselves. No, we're called to live in community. And so you need to have some relational goals. Look at Philippians chapter 1, 9. I pray that your love will overflow more and more. Well, you got to be around people to let that love overflow. Get around people in a small group. I, I'm excited. In February, we're going to kick off a 12-week small group around my brand new book, um, Unstuck and Unstoppable. And I just want to encourage you. Maybe you're not in a small group. So your goal is, hey, I'm going to join a small group. I'm going to be a part of community. I'm going to go every week for 12 weeks. Maybe it's a goal that you have with your, your spouse. Um, I want to challenge you. If you don't have a goal in your relationship with your wife or your husband, then the truth is you're, you're probably not moving forward, but you're moving backwards. So what is your, your relational goal with your loved ones? What about your family? You know, do you have a family night? Do you eat dinner together? So begin to set some relational goals. Maybe your family's good and your marriage is good, and, but the truth is you just you don't have a great extended family or maybe you don't have friends. Again, what are the goals relationally that you're going to set in your life so that not only am I growing spiritually, but I'm actually growing relationally? Why? Because we're going to dream big, but we're going to start small. And we're going to set obtainable goals. The third thing is, I, th I think every one of us need an intellectual goal. That's right. Intellectual. I, I know what you're saying. Pastor, I'm not in college anymore. Pastor, I graduated high school. Pastor, I, no, no, no. Look, leaders are learners. So what's your goal? Well, I just do what I feel. No, 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 that's not a goal. How many books do you read a year? What's your goal? Well, you know, it's just whatever. No, no, no. Have a goal. Read a book a week. Uh, you know, it's impossible. No, no, no. It's not impossible. You develop the habit. What if every night before you go to bed, you read for 15 minutes and you say, that's going to be my goal. I'm going to read. I'm going to grow in knowledge. Proverbs 19.8 says, do yourself a favor and learn all that you can. Then remember what you learn and you'll prosper. Some of you, you need to learn more about finances. Well, great, go get a book about finances. Some of you, you need to learn more about the industry you're in. Well, great, go get a book about it. Maybe it's, maybe it's a relationship, maybe it is your marriage. Maybe it's parenting. Um, maybe it's a hobby. I, I don't know what it is, but decide that 2022, I'm gonna be a learner and I'm, I'm gonna have a goal in regards to learning and developing myself and growing. And it's amazing how when you can feel incompetent in a certain area of life, you begin to learn and read and set a goal. It's not long. You can become an expert. Uh, I, I find many times what, what happens in life is, is not that life is cruel and rough and tough and 
beat us down, which <laughs> if you live any amount of time, life's going to beat you down. Life's going to be tough. It's going to be hard. But what I have found is if we walk through life as a victim, there's nothing you can do about it. But if I walk through life really understanding that where I'm at is because of me, oh, but pastor, you don't know what's happened to me. No, 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 I don't. And I'm sure it's been hard and I'm sure it's been rough. But what I have learned is nobody can keep you down except you. So what I have found is if I'll take responsibility, man, I don't know anything about that. No, 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 no. When I was struggling in my finances in my early 20s, I began to realize that my financial situation was because of me. So I started listening to every financial podcast, reading every financial book. It took years to learn how to work a budget, stay within a budget, learn more, how to invest. I'll never forget, we, my brother and I started a real estate investment company. We didn't know nothing about real estate. We just knew that we liked the idea of being our own boss. And we began to read and listen and learn. And to this day, that knowledge and wisdom has served us well. It's part of the reason why we have this campus and Phyllis and I doing what we're doing. And so my point is this, you're not a victim. You don't say, well, I didn't graduate. I didn't know, nobody taught me. Go and learn and let that be a part of your goal for this year. And I believe that's a word for someone. You're not a victim, you're a victor. Let this be your year of overcoming the obstacles. Then the fourth area of a goal, and I know you're probably gonna laugh, and that's okay, but a physical goal. <laughs> you say, Pastor, look, we got a spiritual goal, I got a relational goal, I got an intellect. You mean I gotta have a physical goal? You do. I love what 1 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 19 through 20, look at what it says. Do you not know that your bodies are the temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You're not your own. You were bought with a price. Look at what it says. Therefore, honor God with your bodies. He didn't say with your spirituality. He didn't say with your smart and intellect. He said with your body. And so you got to have a goal of Okay, God, this is a year that I'm going to set a goal physically. What are you going to do? I don't know. But set a specific goal. So maybe it's, so don't set an impossible goal. Look, if, if you're maybe 50 pounds overweight, don't say I'm going to lose 50 pounds in 30 days. That's not even healthy. But what if you said, I'm going to walk 15 minutes a day, five days a week, six days a week, and I'm going to do it for the next 90 days. Wow. So here's the key that I have learned, and, and the, even when it comes to health. And listen, I hadn't always been in the gym. When I hit 40, I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting older, and I don't want to be immobile because I don't eat and take care of my body and my health. But what I learned was this, and, and it's, um, it's a key principle of starting anything new. A lot of times you think that if I do an hour every day, that's going to change my life. No, 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 no. The key is just do it every day. It's the power of discipline. It's the power of a habit. There were many days when, when I turned 40, that was the turning point of my physical health. Uh, I don't know, something inside of me just clicked. And I told Phyllis, you know, I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to be unhealthy. And so what I learned was some days I'd get in the gym and I'd only have five minutes, 10 minutes because I didn't have any more steam. I just couldn't do it. Or maybe, maybe I didn't have time. But what I learned was that if I did it every day, and I did. I did it six days a week. It wasn't long, 
before that five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes turn to 20 minutes, 30 minutes, and then it becomes a lifestyle. Same thing with walking, same thing with eating right. Listen, I know, so just cut something out. What am I gonna cut out? Am I telling you to do everything? No, but what if you did this? What if you said, hey, I'm gonna cut out sweets five days a week and I'm gonna have one or two cheat days? Well, see, that's an attainable goal. Maybe I'm not going to take all the sugar out of my diet, but I'm going to take this out of my diet and be successful with that. And then what happens is success breeds success. You're like, wow, I'm feeling better. I'm feeling healthy. Um, here, here's one of the greatest things that I've learned with a physical goal. Someone said, well, when you're not working out, you know, how do you not put the weight back on? I've learned to just push my plate away. It, it drives Phyllis nuts, but it's one of the biggest. I refuse to eat everything on my plate. I don't care how nice that meal is, what it is, I'm going to leave a bite or two, whether it's dessert or any of it, and I'm just going to leave it. Why? Because it's the discipline that I don't have to have at all. And then I've just found myself saying, okay, I'm full. I'm not going to eat anymore. It's very practical, I know, but it, it'll help you. So here's the question. What is your physical goal? Eating right, exercising healthy. Do you have it? Will you do it? Can you commit to it? And I believe that as you do these things, you're going to step into this year. And this doesn't matter about your age. It doesn't matter if you're uh, retired. It doesn't matter if you're a teenager. Wherever you're at right now, whether your living room or your office, your car, just begin right now and say, look, I'm going to set aside time over the next seven days. I think we got five days until the new year. And I'm going to set four up goals that are specific that are, that are going to move my life in the right direction so that I can dream big and start small. And God, I believe, is going to move in a powerful way as we do the practical. And then I want you to get your heart ready because this next week, Pastor Ashley's message on dream again. I want you to come back in person today. You know, the Sabbath Sunday is, is amazing. Spend time with our family. But, but next week, come back. Come to our physical location if you're able to, and let's worship together. And let's start this year off in an amazing way, fully committed to God's plan and His process for our life as we launch into what I believe is going to be the greatest year of our life. I'm believing. Would you believe with me that 2022 revival would break out in our church, that God would move in our community, healing miracles, signs, wonders, that there would be such a tangible presence of God in His church, not just our church, but every church, regardless of what it looks like with politics, regardless of what the economy looks like. We're not going to allow that to distract us. What matters most is that we are kingdom people, that we're focused on the King and building His kingdom. And we've got an eye on eternity that God, our eyes and on eternity. This home, this isn't your home. We're just passing through. And our lives are to be lived for eternity. Let that be this year, our greatest year. Let me pray over you and um, bless you. And as, before I do, um, I do want you to get ready. So, some, someone's listening right now. You're watching right now. And God's moving on your heart. I'm going to give you an, an, an invitation to surrender your life you step into this new year that there's been a longing God I feel disconnected from you God I don't know you maybe you knew God but you what they call backslid you you turned away right now this is your moment God's working on your heart I'm going to pray a prayer over everyone and then I'm going to come back to you we're going to pray a prayer of surrender and I believe today 
is your day that God is going to move and transform your life. Father, I pray for everyone right now. Bless them, Lord, as we step into a new year. God, we reflect and celebrate what you have done. God, we reflect on the failures. That God, they're not failures, they're learning opportunities. And Lord, we just, we're grateful 2021 has come and gone. But now, Lord, let there be an expectation. Let there be an anticipation for what you're going to do in 2022. God, I pray this is going to be our greatest year ever. Not a, not a year of ease, but a year of significance and impact. Get our hearts ready. We're thankful for what you uh, are, are using us to advance. And God, I pray for your peace and your grace and your strength and your power. Lord, even right now, I feel anxiety. Someone is struggling with anxiety. God, would you break that off of their life? Lord, there's an anxiousness, a job situation. Maybe it's, maybe it's your marriage. Break that off of their life. Lord, the teenager right now who is feeling anxious about this new year, God, their parents are walking through um, marital problems. God, would you calm their life right now? God, we pray for your grace and your strength. Lord, I pray for healing virtue right now to flow with someone's right leg right now, that you're healing their right leg. God, let their, the miracle blood flow and circulation. God, I thank you for that. Lord, I pray for migraines. Someone right now is suffering with debilitating migraines, but you're healing them. Holy Spirit, overshadow that room. You feel the presence of God right now. His Holy Spirit is in your house right now, your place of business. Right now, just say, God, I, I receive all of you. Someone's being filled with the power of the Holy Spirit right now. He just overshadowed you. You've been praying, God, fill me with your spirit. He's doing it right now. Just begin to respond. I can sense it. I see it. I feel it. Lord, I thank you for that. Lord, we praise you. God, I pray for wisdom and strategy and grace. Lord, we thank you for that. God, I pray for a real estate. Right now, there's a real estate deal for God's moving on the behalf of, of you and I don't know if there's partners, but God, I thank you that even when they can't see you, you're still moving. So God, I, I thank you for that. Pray for wisdom. Come on, thank you, Lord. Now I wanna do this, that's you that I was talking about earlier. You don't have a relationship with God or maybe you've backslidden. This is your moment. So Pastor, what do I do? I'm just gonna pray a prayer of surrender. Pray it with me. And we're believing that right now the miracle of salvation is going to take place in your life. Say, Jesus, I surrender everything right now. I give it all, the control of my life, the decisions that I make. God, I give them to you. Would you forgive me of my sin? Wash away my past. Right now, I confess that you're my Lord. Would you save me, deliver me? Free me right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, church. So, so good. So grateful for what God's doing. I'm grateful to have spent this day with you. Can't wait to see you back in person next week. We'll be there together worshiping. I love each and every one of you. Merry Christmas. Happy New Year. God bless you.